Today's reading is from the third chapter of Matthew. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from the heavens said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Word of God, word of life. Good morning. Have you heard of the term growing edge? It's usually used to mean some area of your life, whether it's personal or professional, where there is some growth opportunity, where you are stretching out further into the margins of who you are, or what you know, or what insights you have into your way of being in the world. I might be a little late to the party, but the first time I ever heard this term was when I was doing my chaplaincy work at the hospital a few years ago. My small cohort of peers and I were constantly reflecting on the conversations we were having with patients and we were analyzing our growing edges as chaplains. For chaplains, this meant examining how we were opening our hearts to diverse faith traditions, how we were controlling our desires to fix everything for others, or how we were monitoring our emotions as others were processing their own after a while, as you can probably imagine, perseverating over my many, many growing edges became exhausting. Each day visiting patients brought with it some new spark or revelation, but stretching towards one's edges is very hard work. Sometimes I long to hole away in a cubicle or a cozy corner somewhere and simply do something I already knew I could do. Isn't it enough to simply be who we are in the moment, I wondered. On the one hand, yes, absolutely, we are all loved by God and enough in this very moment. But on the other hand, it is out of this very belovedness that the Spirit has this way of taking whatever is dry or dormant or painful or unfinished and breathing an extra breath, moving us upward and outward and closer to where God needs us to be for the sake of life and for the sake of love. Howard Thurman writes, look well to the growing edge. All around us, worlds are dying and new worlds are being born. 
All around us, life is dying and life is being born. The fruit ripens on the tree. The roots are silently at work in the darkness of the earth against a time when there shall be new lives, fresh blossoms, green fruit, such is the growing edge. It strikes me this time that we might well look to Jesus' baptism as a growing edge too, a growing edge in the revelation of God, a growing edge in the revelation of Jesus' identity. So sometimes when I read this text, I have to admit I make a hop, skip, and a jump quite naturally to the gift of our own Christian baptisms. But today I pause to see something else, a growing edge, a time or perhaps a wondrously full moment when a green shoot is beginning to grow and stretch upward and outward from the stump. See, John the Baptist was not performing what we know today to be the sacrament of Christian baptism, although there are certainly threads that lead to it. John was Jewish, of course. Jesus was Jewish. The crowd coming down to the river alongside Jesus was mostly Jewish, seeking John and his ministry and to witness what was happening on the edge of the Jordan. This Jewish tradition, this water purification ritual, was associated with the confession of sins, repentance, and forgiveness. After all, we Christians didn't invent the concept of God's forgiveness. So on that day of his baptism, Jesus comes down to the river alongside a crowd of people his people, all seeking to be washed clean by John, this mission preacher gathering a following around the area of the Jordan River. But in the moment of Jesus' arrival for a ritual known and cherished, both John and Jesus know with certainty that in all this preparing of the way, something new had come and was being birthed into the universe. And then the heavens split open, and the spirit descends like a dove, and the voice of God is heard, identifying Jesus as God's beloved son, the coming one. Jesus is suddenly thrust onto the public stage. His public ministry as an adult begins in that pregnant moment in which he is rightly and publicly identified. And yet neither John nor Jesus could have known how it would all take place and what it would mean for the world. It's interesting to me that as a forerunner and frontline witness to the revelation of Jesus' true identity, John the Baptist doesn't come along with Jesus as one of his 12 disciples. Isn't that weird? Okay, there is that pesky bit about him being imprisoned. Yet he remains a disciple of sorts even as he questions and suffers in his prison cell. 
through his own followers, John carries on his own ministry in his own way, exchanging questions and messages with Jesus, and all the while pointing people to the Messiah who has come. See, sometimes in these growing edge moments in life, when the old is dying or giving away and the new shoot is burgeoning, we find ourselves quite naturally on the other side, but sometimes it's sticky and complicated and painful and unclear, and we need others to point us in the direction of what God is doing in our midst. Perhaps now I'm in a better position to understand why that chaplaincy cohort of mine was there for all the right reasons. So then, how is it for you in these days? Where do you feel the Spirit working? What in your life seems as if it may be coming to a close? And what is emerging Who do you have surrounding you to point you to the shoots and the buds that will soon be opening, even if for now all the hard work is taking place under the surface? Look well to the growing edge, for that is where the Spirit's action will be. This past Friday marked the beginning of the season of Epiphany in the church's calendar. We have spent the last weeks ooing and eyeing over this baby born, Emmanuel, and suddenly in our text, Jesus is a full-fledged adult and entering public ministry. Epiphany is the season in which we come to see more fully the true identity of Jesus and the season in which we are called to be intentional about how that identity is taking shape in us and in our community through the Spirit. And so I encourage you to find a way, find a point on the star, find a place, as Pastor Beth mentioned, to intentionally engage with God and creation and others in this season. For in this very moment, you are a beloved child of God with whom God is well pleased. So watch, notice, listen, look well to the growing edge for what is possible but not yet here. Be present now to the spirit moving for the sake of you and for the sake of the world and for the sake of life, and for the sake of love. Thanks be to God. Amen.